Hi there, this is Manu Bennett. Uh, you may or may not know that I played Billy Kitka in 30 Days of Night, horror film from 2007 with Josh Hartnett. Uh, if you don't know that and you need to know more facts about horror movies, tune into Don't Go Out There. I'll say it again. Don't Go Out There. Horror Movie Review Podcast. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. I just want to thank all our fans and listeners. I really appreciate all the support. You guys are awesome. Uh, before I jump into tonight's reaction, I just want to give a quick shout-out to our website, don'tgooutthere.com. Everything about our podcast is on our website. All of our episodes and interviews, uh, from the very first to the newly weekly releases, we have them all on our website if you want to listen. We have you know, several, several interviews with horror legends if you want to check those out. And it's a lot easier to find them if you just scroll through our interviews tab instead of, you know, thumbing through 200 plus episodes of Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So definitely check out our website for that. We have our store. We have some brand new t-shirts out. They're awesome. Uh, get you one and rep your favorite horror podcast. We'd, it'd really mean the world to us, uh, honestly. And we also have Shan's Etsy page attached as well if you want to get a Tumblr. They've been selling like hotcakes. They're awesome. Grab you one. Uh, and last thing we shout out is our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We love meeting new people. Uh, we love connecting with new people. We love answering your questions on the air. So definitely follow us on social media and interact with us. We truly love it. We've got several giveaways planned. Uh, so yeah, definitely like us and check us out. So let's jump into this smile reaction. Uh, this was a movie that I was very, very excited for, honestly, whenever I saw the trailer. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into my general thoughts. When I saw the trailer, I'm not sure how that came about. Um, I can't remember if Dustin had texted into our group chat or maybe it just got retweeted on my timeline or something like that. But I remember sharing it to our Instagram post and that movie, I thought the trailer was awesome. Uh, I was a big fan of it. It looked awesome. I thought, wow, this looks new. This looks original. This looks different. I'm here for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Cause you know, us horror fans, we're starving for something new. And uh, so I was excited for it. And to follow that up, the marketing, wow, truly incredible marketing. Um, I can't stress enough how great I thought, how great of an idea I thought it was that, that they paid actors and actresses to wear shirts that said smile and then sit behind like home plate at baseball at major league baseball games and they would, you know, just smile creepily the whole game. I thought that was awesome. Great marketing. Uh, phenomenal, honestly. Uh, I thought it was creepy. I thought it was... I can't stress how smart I thought that was. Because how many people do you think, whether they're horror fans or not, saw these people in the crowd on TV and just said, what the hell is wrong with that person? And they just saw the shirt and it said smile. So how many of them do you think grabbed their phone or got on their laptops, computers, etc., and Googled smile, or the next day read an article about creepy person smiling at baseball games. Uh, they killed it with the marketing. I can't give them enough props for that. So 
that's just my general thoughts. Now let's jump into my general thoughts of the movie, not the general thoughts of my marketing and before everything. General thoughts of the movie, honestly, I hate to say it, thought it was pretty terrible. I thought the movie was awful, honestly. Uh, and I was so disappointed when I left the movie theaters. And I know I said in our black phone reaction that I did with Shan that I was disappointed with that movie, but I was very disappointed with this one. Black phone is three times better in my opinion compared to this one. Uh, I just expected so much more out of this movie and it really was just cliche by the book horror trope after horror trope. And I was just incredibly disappointed. Not that there weren't some good things cause there were some good things, but for the most part, I'm struggling to find things that I like in this movie. Uh, but I will jump into the things that I did like, uh, Sosie Bacon, the you know our lead actress, she was great for ninety five percent of this movie. I would say the only things that I really didn't care for in was scenes with her fiance, which is in my negatives. I didn't think he was a great actor and did a great job, honestly. But you know who am I? I'm just some guy doing a podcast, so I'm just you know I'm a nobody. I'm not in these movies, but just my opinion. I didn't think he was great. Sosie Bacon, though, back to her, she was phenomenal. Uh, the opening of the movie was great. Uh, her opening scene where she witnesses her patient, you know, commit suicide. Very creepy. Uh, the atmosphere in this movie, for the most part, was very good. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that that scene where she views her patient killing herself. Uh, terrifying. The kill was awesome, too. She slits her throat uh, with a piece of broken glass. It was uh, it was uh, something to see. And the another creepy part about that kill was as the lady is cutting her throat and she falls to the floor, her face continues to smile, which I thought was a very, very nice touch. So I think they did a great job with that. Um, more positives. This is Parker Finn's first jo- uh, first time as, you know, his directorial debut. Directing-wise, I would say he did a good job for about 95% of it. A lot of good shots. Uh, put me in the right mood, the right tone of a, for a horror movie, you know what I'm saying? So I think he did a good job behind the camera directing this movie. Did a great job. Uh, See, now look at me. I'm struggling to find more positives because I'm really struggling right now. I can't think of anything. Let me just jump into my negatives. And if you're a big fan of this movie, I apologize. You know, I tweeted out my opinion of it, posted my opinion of it. And I said, but don't go just based off my opinion. You know, movies are something that you need to see yourself uh, form your own opinion on. You may love this movie. You may think this movie is phenomenal. You may think it's great. I just don't personally. Some of my negatives acting wasn't that great. Honestly, outside of Sosie Bacon, Kyle Gallner, uh, another positive before I jump out of it, the prison scene <clears throat> with the, with the male prisoner. I thought that was great. He did a phenomenal job. Let me look up his name real quick. I don't have it pulled up right now, but he did great. Uh, Rob Morgan. He was Robert Talley. He was the prisoner. Phenomenal job. He did great. Kyle Gallner did a great job. He's a, Low-key, a DGOT alum that's been on the show several times sneakily. Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Uh, Jennifer's Body. Scream 2022. So Kyle Goner's a sneaky actor. He's uh, He's been in a lot of horror movies, so shout out to him. I wish he would have been in more of this movie, honestly. So back to my cons. Cliche, cliche, cliche after horror trope, after horror trope, after horror trope. You could just predict everything. That was about to happen. You're like, all right, somebody's going to jump out of the closet. All right, here comes a jump scare. 
And then the trailer, even though it was creepy, they showed too much in the trailer. Like the scene where Sosie Bacon is sitting in her car and the blonde woman walks up to the car really fast and her neck snaps down. They should not have put that in the trailer because I knew exactly when it was going to happen in the movie. So I was just like, well, they just ruined a great scene by putting it in the trailer. Kind of like Halloween 2018 with the the closet scene. Everyone saw that coming. So it's just, it's frustrating. I know when you're marketing, you want to put some of the, you know, you're fishing. You want to put some good stuff out there. You're going to throw some good bait out there so you can catch some fans. You want to catch some some viewers to come watch the movie, but you're also going to spoil your movie that way as well. You have to have a fine balance there, in my opinion. And I feel like Smile didn't do a great job with the trailer after you see the movie, if that makes any sense. I know I'm kind of contradicting myself, but, you know, there's a before and after for every person after you see it, before you see a movie and after. You're like, eh, they shouldn't have put that in there. I mean, I don't think they should have put that next snap scene in there. Uh, some shots I didn't really care for. There's several times in the movie where they just zoom in on Sosie Baking, biting her fingernails a lot. And it's just like, why Why do we need to see a close-up of her biting her fingernails? It's just pointless. There's a, a scene where, I think it's one or it might be a couple times where they do it, where they zoom in on cat food while she's getting a spoon to spoon it out to feed her cat. It's like, why are we zooming in right on cat food? Are you trying to gross us out or something? It's like, come on, what are you doing, man? Very frustrating. Um the ending, I'm not I am not a fan of the ending at all. Uh Sosie Bacon goes back to her old house as a kid to revisit her trauma with her mother. Uh you know, how many times have we seen something like this in a horror movie? Uh you know, she re- she relives the scene in her mind and then you think it's over, but it's not. Then they I think it's CGI. I'm assuming the mom into this giant beast of a person who's following her down the hallway and then they fight. It's just like, Oh my God, this is really what we're doing right now. And I'll just go ahead and say this. Now this movie I felt was marketed as something new and original. Even Scott Derrickson, the director of black phone tweeted that smile is doing the same kind of numbers monetarily as black phone. So that means that horror fans want something new, new, new ideas, original concepts. And yes, he's correct. But Smile is not an original concept after you watch the movie. If you combine the movies Truth or Dare, It Follows, and um, The Ring, if you combine all three of those movies, you know, take key elements of all three of them and combine it together, this is that movie, honestly. And I'm a big fan of It Follows. I picked It Follows for our podcast review, if you want to go back and check that review out. Albeit, I'm giving that movie a pass and I'm not giving this movie a pass and maybe that's just being a hypocrite. Maybe so, if you want to call me out on that, go ahead. But this movie doesn't explain like this smile demon entity or whatever is going on. And neither does It Follows, but It Follows sticks to a story. And you know what's going on. You follow a certain amount of characters and you just watch their journey. This movie kind of just bounces around all over and doesn't stick to it, in my opinion. It doesn't know if it wants to be the ring, if it wants to be truth or dare, or if it wants to be it follows. And it lose it the movie lost me. I can't remember exactly where it was in this movie, where I'm just sitting in my chair eating my popcorn and thinking, I do not like this at all. I'm ready for this to be over with. The movie is like an hour and fifty five minutes, which is way too long. 
considering it's just, you know, the same, it, it just does the same things over and over and over. And you're like, man, can we cut 20 minutes out of this and just streamline this a little bit? Uh, just very frustrating. And then, you know, they do a twist at the end where, what? Um, let me paint this picture. Sosi is dating this guy and it's her fiance now. But Kyle Gallner is her ex, who's a cop, conveniently, because she uses the cop the whole time to help do the investigation of what's going on with all these suicide victims. And because they all link back to one another, you know, it follows style and truth or dare style, honestly, because, you know, it goes in the order or whatever of the truth or dare game. But it's just, I can't really put it into words, I guess, just how much. How disappointed I was that this movie was not good at all. Like, I've watched several YouTubers before and after seeing it, you know, spoiler-free reviews and all that. Guys, I respect a lot, honestly. Chris Stuckman, Jeremy Johns, Drum Dumbs, 3Cs, all on YouTube. I like their channels. I watch them a lot. And I respect their opinions. And all of them, except for, you know, Chris Stuckman gave this movie high praise. Like, this is worth a watch. This is worth buying. It's a fun time. I was miserable. Maybe I'm just not taking the movie the right way. Maybe I'm absorbing it the wrong way. But this movie was very annoying. A lot of jump scares that were super predictable, that were just frustrating. It's like the movie was so good at the very beginning, you know, sucking me in, uh, scaring me with the, you know, the Sosie Bacon's patient killing herself. Like I was, I was invested. Then the movie just went boom, cliche. Throwaway horror movie that you would, debut in january just to kick the year off just i don't know smile i really i really don't know how the cast and the you know the crew watched this movie and thought yeah we got something here maybe i'm being too critical if you've seen it please comment on our post let me know what you thought maybe i'm completely wrong but i was just not into it and i gotta touch on the ending one more time because i didn't finish it you think you get this happy ending and Kyle Gallner comes to save Sosie, that's come to save the day. But of course not. They plot twisted it. And now Kyle Gallner is witnessing Sosie Bacon light herself on fire and kill herself. So now they're just, I guess, trying to leave an opening for a sequel with Kyle Gallner being the next victim. And heck, maybe they can fix this, this movie with a sequel. I hate to say it, you know, there they go. They got me sucked back in for a sequel. Let Kyle Gallner be the star. And, you know, honestly, just cop copycat from the ring. Solve out what the hell is going on. Why is this, what is this suicide smile demon going on? What is this? Where did it originate? How do you, how do you truly stop it? Because in the prison scene, the guy says when it was his turn, he killed someone instead of committing suicide himself. So it got him out of the chain. But a person who had watched that, his, you know, him killing that person, they got it. So maybe you could fix this movie, honestly, with a sequel explaining what this demon is, explaining how it originated and how you can truly stop it. Maybe that would make this movie a little better because I feel like this movie was just, just another horror movie, honestly, that just was not very good. So uh, yeah, I'm at 15 minutes now. I'm kind of, and I've been ranting and bitching, honestly, for about the past six minutes of it. I'll just say it again. Truth or dare, the ring, it follows. You, you take big key elements of that movie 
combine it all, and you got this movie. And while in hindsight that may say, hey, you might have something good there, you really don't because it was not executed well at all. And I hate to say that because, you know, Mike and myself has went on some big rants within the past year on toxic fandom. You know, horror fans don't like anything new. We we constantly bitch about everything. Don't give it a chance. And I don't want to sound like one of those fans, honestly. I really don't because I love the horror genre. It's changed my life, honestly. I mean, I'm doing a show with three of my best friends in the world that I honestly wouldn't have even known without Twitter and doing this show. And uh, we want new original ideas. We want new horror movies. We don't want remake after reboot after sequel. You know what I'm saying? Not that we don't love another Halloween movie or we don't want another Friday the 13th or things like that. Because we do, of course. Obviously, those are our favorite slashes of all time. But we still want these original ideas. And we just... I didn't get it from Smile. I'm sorry. Stuff like Fear Street, I thought was fun. Especially Fear Street 1978. That was, I know they're based off of books, but I thought that movie was great, honestly. It's one of the best. Honestly, that and Orphan First Kill are probably my two favorite horror movies of the past two years. I thought those were great. But Smile, I honestly would love to hear a differing opinion. Someone loves it. If you love this movie and you stuck through this entire reaction, please comment on our social medias, Instagram, uh, Twitter, or uh, what's our, Facebook. Please comment on our post. I would love to hear a differing opinion because I just want to be told that I was wrong, honestly. I wanted this movie to be great. I thought it was terrible. I was hoping for so much more, and I did not get it. So I just appreciate everyone who listened. Y'all are the best fans in the world. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. And we got a big month ahead of us for October. I can't stress how how big of a month we had ahead of us. So I just appreciate all of our fans and listeners. Y'all are the best. Uh, it, like I said, please let me know if you have a differing opinion on Smile or if you agree with me. Let me know. A friend of the show, Sean Irwin, was supposed to join me. But, you know, we were having some connection issues but he wasn't a real big fan either. So not very often do me and Sean agree. So that says a lot. So uh, please comment on our post. Let me know what you thought of smile and uh, y'all have a happy October. Happy Halloween. Uh, it's spooky season y'all and let's live our best life. Y'all have a good one. Just want to remind everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.